0: So then I said that she wasn't allowed to come back if it wasn't pepperoni.
1: Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I would be the same way. If it's not pepperoni, then it's not. Well, it's not good enough because she initially put pineapple on it. Yeah, which is bigoted. That, that's a sin. That is a sin. That's that's not the unforgivable one, but it might be in humanity's eyes. I
0: think so. I think guys, this is some people's kids. Youth pastors ordering pizza with other youth pastors. It's your man Andrew. Yes, with
1: his which brother th- Ian. Which I think being able to order a pizza, like order pizza within like minutes, like have a, a like Little Caesars or Pizza Read in Spokane or Pizza Pipeline on speed dial and be able to order fifteen pizzas in a matter of like minutes, is a job requirement that I think all elder boards or hiring committees should. Test them 100%, 100%. Like test Like can you order Like how quick can you order 15 pizzas Go And can you get them Here ASAP And here in the northwest Can you remember Four of them to be Gluten gluten free Exactly Like if you forget Gluten free This job may not be The one for you shouldn't You shouldn't be ordering Pizza if you're dairy free
0: Actually Mod right. Pizza Shout out Not a sponsor Not uh, a sponsor But they have dairy free cheese They have dairy free
1: cheese That's what I'm t- one of my Favorite places goats? to go to
0: I know it's like tapioca. Can goat which is goat's
1: cheese falls under dairy free, right? No. It doesn't it's, have the it's same
0: it's a different protein, but it's still dairy.
1: Well, that's some that just totally blows my mind.
0: Speaking of goat cheese, Andrew, I have a very important question for yes. you. Yes. Very important. Yes. Uh let's you know, it was my birthday recently.
1: April. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was I was like, I wonder how I can get him to freak out.
1: April 9th. No, it, for sure I wasn't going to forget your birthday cuz I was like with you. Yeah. April 9th, right?
0: Yeah, you were you were there.
1: I was at your birthday dinner and then this the reason why your voice sounds so good is because Jason Brownlee and I bought me a mic. Got you that mic, bro.
0: Um but no, so I was like, I was like this elevator music out of nowhere. I know the end of the song is so fun. <laughs> Uh, but no, I my I, my question for you is this, because your birthday will eventually arrive, and you will go from Maybe. nineteen to fifty five, and <laughs> 55. and I and I want to know yeah. what would be the worst present you could possibly
1: get. The worst present I could possibly get, yeah, And I think this is going to offend people, and I'm kind of okay with it.
0: You're you're probably afraid it's going to offend people because people have
1: given you the script. yes, oh, for sure. You know what the worst one for me is? What? A card without money in it. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> just a blank I'm card. Just kid. I, I know, like, writ, something written in it. That's great. Like, your letter is a gift, which is great. I love it. But ever since I was little, when you get a card, right? When you're little, here's the thing. I feel like the cards with money in it is wasted on little kids because yeah. they go and buy these toys. What are they going
0: to do? What are they going to do? Pay their electric bill? They buy toys. No.
1: And then it's like, okay. Here's a toy that I'm gonna lose, or mom and dad are gonna step on, or is gonna be used as leverage against me for discipline. And all of a sudden, I'm out of that toy that I just spent. You know how many stuffies on. I have
0: in my house. You know how many stuffies, and then they because go out and of, they buy more stuffies. Yeah,
1: yeah, So my struggle is, ever since I was a little kid, I open up a card. There's five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars. You got oh, once you hit like seventeen. 18, your grandparents are going, oh, I have 50 bucks, you know, whatever. And it's like, I know. I don't know if I ever got a $50 one, but I know friends who got like 200, 300 bucks on their birthday. Yeah. And then it's once you like turn 18 or older, maybe 21 or older, when you actually need that money for like gas or for bills or food or whatever, they go, ah, no, here's a card. Love you so much. What the? Oh. Now is the time I need this. Yes. Like that, that $30 could, now, now I will say this, like there are, I I, I do get cards with money in it and that's a great gift and i do appreciate people's just give them 1 dollar bills people that's, i can one, work with that 1 dollar bill i can work with that but it's like to me hey listen socks i could take socks love socks love getting socks underwear i honestly love, love socks i love getting that like stuff cuz it's like different i don't, hit different this I don't time. have to buy that yeah but then it's a card like especially now if you if you put a heartfelt card like my I have family members that send send heartfelt cards, but don't put money in it. I'm like, that's worth yeah. more than gold to me. Like what you said was yeah. great, but if it's like a card that says "Happy Birthday," signed Ian, dude, put put fifty cents in that thing. Like make me opening up and make get a paper cut something. worth it. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I I I see. If I'm, you sent I'm a- me a card without money in it, I really appreciate you doing that, and I love you so much. Thank you. <laughs> I can't say my grandparents because they've all passed away. So it's like, who's done that? <laughs> yeah, done that? People are going to think about it. They're like, hey, I did that to you, man. Were you mad? Not, yeah, was mad? I, was yeah mad. I was mad. I was bro. mad, bro. I, <laughs> I was mad. <laughs> I was, uh,
0: no cap. I'm uh,
1: Listen, but but for people, real, might, real, go, but people God, might go, Andrew, you're the cheapest person this. I know. You don't put money in the card. Yeah, I don't send cards. I don't send birthday cards because I know how I feel about that. Exactly. I don't need
0: that. No, you know, I actually like getting those cards, but only because I just like getting mail i've always liked getting mail you're that kid i'm a
1: gift guy now that's why you love
0: amazon i love i love getting gifts and i i was like so wait wait you're a gift guy
1: meaning you love getting gifts not necessarily giving gifts well i love giving gifts so
0: that's one of my favorite parts is also giving gifts so i like but this is you know the worst gift i ever gave huh was i gave my dad when i was in high school a gas card for for Christmas. Yeah. Like, Merry Christmas. Here's the money that you're probably going to give back to me so I can yes, fill my truck. Yes. And my dad literally looked at it and was like, here. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's just like saying What's thank you. What's the worst gift I ever gave I, I And I just remember that to this day. Like, Oh, I know the worst gift I ever gave
1: somebody. I used this in a sermon illustration once. Oh, yeah? You want to hear it? Yeah, of course I want to hear this. Worst gift. And I gave it to my wife. <laughs> She's pregnant with our first Asa. And we, had, we were just married, and so she was Mother's Day, right? She was pregnant. She hadn't had AC yet, but it was Mother's Day. We hadn't even celebrated a year yet. We got married in July of 2014, found out we were pregnant in September of 2014, had Asa in June of 2015. So Mother's Day, you know, you celebrate. You're like, you're pregnant. We celebrate that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get her. You're supposed to celebrate that. Yeah. I get her for Mother's Day a set of Chicago... Cutlery knife knives. I get her a knife set. You would have looked, you would have thought my wife was gonna like
0: murder me. I thought you were gonna say like a yoga ball.
1: No, I got her a knife set. Now, here's why that's the worst gift ever. Cause I'm like, I'm, I think a knife set's pretty fire. My, my wife hates cooking. Oh, well. She does not like cooking. <laughs> you bought yourself. All. I bought them for you myself and I still love those set. things. But I'm telling you, she looked at me like, do you think I'm like, in my 90s like what is up with this i'm like babe we've talked about getting in the kitchen cooking it. it was the because here's why it's the worst gift right like the worst gift i've ever given because it wasn't yeah, yeah, thought yeah. about her like it wasn't about her but, but what's the worst you think Worst the worst gift you think you could ever get
0: uh worst gift i ever got or would ever get oh man i don't know i don't think i ever think about that i like oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, my my children. This is this goes back to the gas card thing. (laughs) My children bought me toy lightsabers, and I was like, "I'm not gonna use these." (laughs) It's the worst gift. And and I'm like, "You bought yourself toys for my birthday." Yeah. Yeah. Why did like, uh, my one of my daughters bought me like a bird feeder, which I loved because I love feeding the birds in my backyard. Yeah and yeah. then the other child was like i bought us now she did it like with good intentions i guess uh but because she, she was like i bought uh i bought us not me yeah i bought yeah. us yeah. lightsabers like l-, and they're like dollar store cheap lightsabers yeah that we, like f- so that we could have battles and i was like okay maybe <laughs> once
1: <laughs> dude yeah, see, it, what's funny is is I'm just a greedy jerk, so it's like yeah. put money in there, don't, or just put the most heartfelt letter ever. Like, I love that. Yeah. But I'm also like, it, it's a, you know, you open up the car, you're like, money, nope. nope. <laughs> but then, um, but you're like, because that's the reality, right? If it doesn't yeah. connect with you, it's not a great gift. So my wife is a gift giver, especially on birthdays where it's like, she wants it to be fun, right? She wants it to be fun. So one year she got me marshmallow shooters for Ace and I to battle with each other. And wasn't a fan. I was like this is not the, I'm this is I would never buy this for myself. Yeah, this is not me. And but she was like she was like but I thought you'd have fun with it. We did for like 5 minutes and then it was done. But it was game yeah.
0: over at that point.
1: Here's the reality though. You give anyone you give me a gift card with even if it's happy birthday, you Still thought of me. It. I'm gonna appreciate, Still gonna appreciate it. it. I'm gonna love it. I'm just selfish. That was me being transparent. <laughs> I'm just selfish. We're broken people I'm, in the business of broken people. I'll initially think I'll initially think there's gonna be money in this. And then I'll be upset for so, about forty so minutes. Loki, do then... you
0: do you do the thing where you like feel the card before you open it and you go, Oh, this is either like oh, there's a bulge in it.
1: Yeah. Or I, there's not. I used to. I used to. I've gotten to the point now where it's like you almost just always anticipate there's not going to be money in it because you're like, I'm in my 30s. It's a check so. from a
0: Vista. Of course there's not money in it. <laughs> Kid,
1: it's a bill yeah. from a Vista. Yeah, the the birthday cards I get now are like, you owe us money. It's See, like, all right, exactly. there you go.
0: What are we talking about today that's uh, somewhat on point for what these people came here for? Speaking,
1: <laughs> well, I think it's similar to a little bit of what we're talking about, right? Like, you know, making things kind of feel about yourself. I think what would be great for us to talk about today is we're coming out of summer we we we've came out of summer. Mm-hmm. Today is the second day of fall officially. Oh, and God. the leaves are changing in Spokane. Praise it's going to get God. gorgeous real quick. It's raining today and I'm but I'm such a fan. As youth ministries are getting back in full swing, you know, again whether they kept going through the summer or they're restarting everything's kind of school's going everything. We came out of the summer where a lot of for a lot of people their summers are high energy, camps, retreats, one-off events that are big deals. You you do you add to the calendar a lot of big things. And then as you get back into youth ministry, into the midweek stuff, it becomes kind of the ordinary again. And so what we want to talk about today is how do you um, how do you create an atmosphere or the in in the hearts help create in the hearts of students a missional mindset over an entertain me mindset or a consumer Mm -hmm. mindset? How do you go from, um, hey, this is a lot of fun to This will still be fun. We're going to have fun, no doubt about it. Yeah. But also there's a mission that's tra- we're trying to accomplish here and we want you to be a part of it. And I think for a lot of ministries that is a hard dynamic because you can get a lot of kids to come sometimes for high energy engaging things and it's harder sometimes to get kids to come when it seems very missional. And how do you balance that? How do you you know, equip kids to see, you know, God's heart for these kind of ministries. Why we do these kind of ministries, and um, how do you equip them to go out and be on mission outside of the Wednesday night, Monday night, Sunday nights, whenever it is. And so, how do you do that? I think I think Scripture equips us to think through that. I think if you just, you know, you go to the the biggest like missional passage in Scripture. Matthew twenty eight, right? Yep. The Great Commission. Yep. I'm gonna turn there real quick. But if you go there, I think um you see that this is what's called for disciples, right? Mm-hmm. Now we recognize we we always Ian and I always recognize that not every student sitting in your youth ministry, whether your youth ministry of ten or your youth ministry of four hundred, not everyone sitting in there in there is a believer. Yeah. So, not all of them are on mission yet. They're a part of the mission. I mean, your, your hope is to see them um, confess and believe in the saving work of Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That's what you hope to see happen. And then, in result, they begin to be on mission with you to see uh, disciples being made. And, and Ian and I would both say, Ian, Ian and I would both say, that our hope and goal is to, to make disciples who make disciples. That's right. Um, and so if you you know, you know just go to Matthew 28, uh, 16 through 20, uh, it just says this. I'll read it. It says, Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. I, I love that. They worshipped him, but some doubted. Isn't that like totally Talk about, how you... real life. I mean, that's totally Talk how youth group life. is, right? Like some of them are worshipping him, and then, but some of them are doubting, right? Yep. Totally, totally. One of just, the eleven. Yeah.
0: You got like Nicodem- or Nicodemus. <laughs> you got like you know Thaddeus over here going. Yeah. I don't know, guys. I mean. Yeah, Thomas. I mean, you got Jesus like pineapple on pizza, and I'm just not about that. <laughs> or,
1: I don't know if he really rose. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> <yeah>. Pineapple pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, so then it says in verse 18, and Jesus came and said to them. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. I think there's some beautiful things that come out of that. First, I want to say what this text is not saying. Mm. It's not saying, and Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and earth, uh, and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the name of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I've commanded you, unless you're under 18. Yeah. Oh, uh, Unless you're, a... you're under 18, you don't I have commit. to do that. It doesn't I say commit. that. It doesn't say, hey, do this, go do this, teach them this, teach them that all this authority has been given to me, uh, unless you've only been saved. You know, you have to have been saved for two years or more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it means right now. It means right now. Like at and and, and a lot of times that's translated or as understood to be going. as you are going. Yeah, the original
0: Greek of go.
1: Yeah. So so that idea of like for youth ministry, why do we lose this? I think a lot of times in our conversations about teenagers. Now, I understand that there might be some wisdom to say, you've got, um, a, a, a fourth grader in a children's ministry context may not be ready to start making disciples. There's a lot there obviously. Mm. Well, but you can
0: you can also like even to say to that like I think going to make disciples for them means something completely different yeah. than it does for like a junior higher or a senior higher. Yeah. And I think that's what it's like within the context the calling is still the same. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before where calling and context are 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 different. And we have sure. a lot of people are like I don't know if I'm going to be uh, a minister my whole life but it's like no you've all been called to matthew yeah like that passage that that great commission is a calling yeah that's regardless of context yeah it doesn't matter if you are a you know uh utilities guy it doesn't matter if you work for uh pizza hut It doesn't matter if you are working as like a ceo of a big time business like yeah. you you get to do that yeah like we are all in ministry yeah. as believers
1: yeah and, and I think that's the beauty is 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 to say you look at the 12 right you you look at the disciples not all of them were writing the gospels not all of them were writing epistles so so some were more uh, more equipped to write and communicate the gospel message in their letters that started circulating than necessarily some others right yeah some others might have been more articulate in the gospel, in 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 articulating what was going on and what Jesus did. But guess what they were all commissioned to do? Go make disciples. Yep. Go to all the nations and make disciples. And I love that idea of I remember a conversation I had once where someone goes, Well that's just not my gift. I go, Well, again, it doesn't say unless this is your gift. Yeah. It's if this for isn't everybody. your gift, go do something. No, this is yet yeah, you might need to learn how to do this. I had such a really cool
0: conversation with, we went to service crew at Camp Spaulding and I had a a, one, a student who's now a leader and she was like, I'm just not very extroverted. I'm like, then use, like I know you, you like having your people and you love investing in those people. So show up yeah. and I'm going to give you a mission, like two, th- two, three people that I know you're already connected with and your goal is to just absolutely like doggedly pour into those people and it was so comfortable for her she was like oh i could like i could pour into this one girl student that's like the only one her age at service crew and i can connect with her and she's very like we have very similar mindsets and very similar stuff and it was just so cool for to like you everybody thinks that when you do that like a mission mindset is an extroverted you know loud mouth person yeah that's yeah. out on the streets, being friends with everybody, because they because it's 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 First Corinthians twelve, where everybody goes, I can't be the 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 part that's seen, mm. I can't do that, and it, it's like not everybody's supposed to be the mouthpiece, yeah. Not everybody like there. We actually hold those more like reclusive mm-hmm. uh, positions with more, as First Corinthians twelve says, with more value, with more yeah. like we honor those, and every yeah. and it all works together. And a lot of us use that as an excuse, though, to go. I don't. I. am not going to do that.
1: Yeah. Well. Uh, and and again, there there there's no um, sort the of caveat. There, there there's nothing to get you out of this when you say you're a believer of Jesus Christ. Because you look at what happens in Acts, where the, the 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 apostles are going. Well, wait. We're trying to teach God's word, but there's also this serving that needs to happen. Are we to? And I think sometimes we hear that as like. Well, that's below us. We're supposed to stop pre- teaching God's word to do this. Mm-hmm. No, I think they think it's so highly that they're like, we need to put people in place who can effectively serve these people because we recognize we also need to be doing this, and we're not doing either one well. Yeah. And so that's the beauty of being on mission and making disciples is, yeah, you might be making disciples while you're serving together. You might be making disciples. I remember one time we were doing a, a work day at our church. And this kid from our neighborhood, um, he, you know, he 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 had some m- medical backgrounds and stuff that that caused it kind of hard sometimes for people to. You, you were never going to sit down to do a Bible study with this kid. And there was one dad there whose son connected with this kid a lot, and we had to hang drywall. We were mudding for about four or five hours straight. He taught this kid how to drywall and mud. And It wasn't good. I mean, it was a mess. It was everywhere. Yeah. But he taught him. And guess what happened out of that? Those two kids became great friends. That dad made sure that that kid was at youth group every night. He lived down in the valley. He'd go pick him up for youth group, pick him up for church, bring him here, bring him for family meals that our church would have. Mm-hmm. And guess what he was doing? He was making a disciple. And guess what his son saw? His son saw his dad being on mission. We'll get into some of that later as well. But again, it, this isn't. Well, it's because it's everybody's overcomplicating
0: it. Yeah, that's what I'm telling my students right now. Right. you are overcomplicating what it means to be on mission. Yeah. Like literally, it could like go to the fourth grader. Fourth grader, like you know what it's like to not have any friends when yeah. you feel like you've been left out. So then, how do you go on mission to show Jesus to the world? You include people in your play with talking to the junior higher. You know what it's like to like we the whole. It goes back to we all know what what we need what would felt like to be saved we know what we needed to be saved from yeah so to be on mission is to go out and show jesus to all these people so go out and like for for junior hires like go and don't pick on the person everybody's picking on right. be somebody who's like reversing that crazy cycle and give them love and give them respect yeah. give them like be that person who can be friends to all people and, or even pour into your friends and be the person who's not going to talk bad about mm-hmm. other people's behind p- other people's backs and going into senior high, like being the, I've told some of my students, like, what do you have? Like, do what you can with what you have. Yeah. So if like, I've got a kid who, who loves driving like I do. And I was like, you can literally just pick kids up for Wednesday morning Bible study. Mm-hmm. And and that's what they do. He's like, yeah. I'm a taxi driver and I love it. And yeah. Because that's what he can do, and that's what he's been given. And he's like, and it's a gift that I have that I can share with other people. How many grownups are not catching on to that thing?
1: Well, and and, and I love what you said, too, is is he, he picks them up to bring them to Bible study. And I think that's the other part of the commission is there's not only the relational aspect. I think as you are going, there is some relational aspect to that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of relational aspect to it. But there's also a content in which you are presenting in your discipleship. Discipleship isn't just, um, being on mission isn't just building good, healthy relationships with people. Though that's important and crucial. It's also you have a content and a message you're giving. Which is why he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So what Jesus gave to the apostles, the apostles were to give to those they're making disciples of. Mm-hmm. Well the beauty is we have God's word. That's we have what the the apostles have written down and recorded of what Jesus Christ did in the gospels and then also the 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 result of that that Paul shows us in his writings as well and in that, in, in the rest of the New Testament and the Old Testament as well. So the content of your discipleship is God's word. Yeah, like that's the content. Now, back to the guy who was with the kid that you'll never really sit down do Bible studies with. He's seeing that message in relationship with that man and in his family. He brought him into his family's life. His son brought him into his family's life, and he saw the relationship with his, with with his wife, with that guy's wife, and how the how him saying he's a Christian impacted that. So there are going to be settings where it's like you're probably going to be doing a lot more relational and letting them see your life. But for a lot of us, we need to strive to be making God's Word central to those discipleship relationships. So you're on mission. We want you to be on mission, but on mission for what? Yes, to make disciples, but disciples of what? Disciples of Christ, following His teachings. It's His content, His message. It's His Word that they'll actually be disciples of. Mm, That's good. And so... So how do you do that? How do you get kids to see that, and also reminding them? Because here's what a lot of kids will say, or here's what adults say: they go, "Man, that's hard. Man, that's nerve wracking. I've never done that. I've never. They're seen They're overcomplicating it. it. Well, and they're forgetting this key thing that said at the end. They say, "And behold, I am with you always, to the oh, end of the age. Him. Strike them. Strike. That's what we forget. Get them, Is is that that <laughs> we have His Spirit? His spirit has been given to us to counsel us to guide us to convict us, to remind us We think we need to be the
0: ones that are doing it when it's actually God using us we, it's everybody thinks we need to like God's been teaching me the, a lot of a lot of this we think we need to be like we want God to trust us to get the job done yeah. when that's incorrect that's that's bad theology yeah like that's human my strength where where actually it's God wants to trust us to trust him. To yeah. get the job done, yeah, and all we have to do is act when he says to act, and and to and it won't be uncomfortable. Like yeah. it, it might be uncomfortable because depending. Well, on it's going to be uncomfortable, yeah. but you have to. He's gonna. He's not gonna give you something that you don't have the strength to do. Yeah, he's going to give you, and it, and actually, he's going to give you something that you probably don't have the strength for, but actually is in your strengths, and but you have to rely on God. To get it yeah. done because he says, I am don't be afraid, I am with you always, even to the mm-hmm. end of the age. And it is by his work that you yeah. get Yeah. But that you do the work that He's called you to do. His strength.
1: Well, and, and Christ is glorified as Paul says in what? In our weakness. So in times yeah. where you feel like you don't know the right words, you don't know what to say, you thought maybe you you botched this or you might lose friendships over this. Well, the reality is Christ will be glorified more within those hard times when you're pressing into Him. And so I think that's where a lot of people forget is He's with you to the end of the age, and He's shown that through the receiving of the Spirit. And again, it doesn't say only if you're over 18. Yep. Discipleship and being on mission is not for 18 years and older. It's everybody. It's for everyone who who, who proclaims the risen King, Christ Jesus. Yep. And I think that's what I, I when I'm thinking about being on mission, and again, like I just want to clarify, like I don't, my ministry doesn't do this perfectly. I don't know if we'd say we do it super well. I think we're striving for it. I think we're look, we're starting to see some of it happen. Um, we we're starting to see, and we'll talk about how that kind of how we're starting to see it. But I think it starts a lot of times in your discipleship relationships, both you being discipled and and you making disciples. What's your What's your relationship with your students centered on? Is there, a ba- is there a healthy balance of a lot of fun when we're together? And also striving to get into God's Word together. There's a lot of really great tools out there that can help you. Um, Dave Helms' one-to-one Bible reading, short little book, will teach you how to take someone through a passage of Scripture one-to-one. Though that might be really intimidating. Maybe you go... I've never seen this exemplified. How am I supposed to encourage someone else to do it? Well, go find someone. Yeah. <laughs> go 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 to a pastor. Go to an elder. Go to a, a person in the church and go, hey, can you walk me through some some scripture? My Our senior pastor at Christ the Redeemer Church um, does something called um, M-squared, which is ministry multiplied, or ministers multiplied. I can't, but anyway, it's called M-squared. And uh, he walks people through the book of Mark, teaching them how to see... Christ's identity, mission, and calling in the book of Mark, equipping them then when they go out to make disciples, they have a book of the Bible they feel comfortable taking Mm. someone through. That's cool. And then what happens is now you're handing that off to that person, and then they're hopefully in return handing it off to someone else. And then now you're equipping people to work through God's word with other people. So, how do you do this with your students then? Yeah. How how do you,
0: like, how are you right Mm -hmm. now? Walking students because it feels like we can both equip what we've already said for the last twenty minutes to not only adults but also to students, also to to you know fourth and fifth graders. But let's yeah. how do we actually walk that out, and how do you do that, like yeah, your, yeah. Prog- programmatically
1: yeah. in your youth ministry? Yeah, so two two ways, right? Um, one is I
0: like how you asked right, like I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do it two ways, right? Like, right, right. right, amen. Okay, you done. Can Moving I get an on, from next the Next segment. Yeah, next amen, brother. Uh, bro. Yeah, right is probably my, like... Your go-to. My go-to. You're like, or... or, You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, when I feel like I'm confused with what I'm saying, or I go, you,
0: you know what I'm saying? It's just the pause, like, while you're loading. Yeah. You're just like, right? It's like, am I really confusing my... this person? Yeah.
1: It's just like, there should be, like, that uh, beach ball of death on the Mac. Oh, yeah, or it's, yeah, like, yeah. right next to me. It's like... I don't think Andrew even knows where he's going. Um <laughs> so I think there's two ways uh that I think this can be accomplished. And one is in the larger group setting and one is the one-on-one. Yeah. So the larger group setting, I think it has to be clear that your ministry, both the, the large church and the youth group, which is all falls together, in my opinion, is centered on God's word. That your the pinnacle of your teaching time, of, of your time together, the climax of your youth ministry time is the teaching of God's word. And it has to be, and, and I always encourage it being gospel centered, which can mean a multitude of things. But a lot of times for us, that's evangelistic because we a lot of times have kids coming from um, the, na- the local neighborhood and stuff who aren't Christians, not as much as it used to be, but we always try to keep it evangelistic. But with that being said, the tone is or the expectation should be seen as we're going to get into God's word. Hmm. And so we're doing that at the large group setting. We're, and in our church is wired that way. We will preach Christ and him crucified from God's word. And we do that in youth ministry. And then that carries over into um, the one-on-one times. I try to spend a lot of one-on-one times with some of my senior high guys. And I have other senior uh, high leaders that do it as well. And same same at the junior high level. And when I meet with them, it's going to be centered on God's word. Now, it's not always like we're going through Exodus together. What it might be sometimes is I use um, a little book called Christian Beliefs by Wayne Grudem. It goes through like 20 different beliefs uh, that Christians believe. And you may not agree with all of it, but it's a helpful little book. But I walk through that, and then we're going into God's word to see how that's coming out. So it's still centered on God's word. We're just using a third-party to help us navigate some of these things. I use other thing, other little tools, um, one called the Gospel Center Life for Teenagers, that walks through everyday life the teenagers face and how the gospel plays into that. And so what I want to do is I want to take what happens at the large group setting and bring it down to the, to the one-on-one time. Mm. The large group setting, it leads to us getting into God's Word, we have a fun game, we have some worship time, and then we get into God's Word and then we talk about it in our small groups together. Well, when I get together with someone, it's like, hey, you, you go get coffee or go get a burger, and then we sit down and it's like, how you doing, man? Tell me about your life. What's going on? Oh, this, this, and this. How's how's relationship with mom, and dad? Hey, you know, you went to dad's this weekend. How was it? We to talk about that. It's like, okay, great. Hey, when we talk about that, we need to pray about. It. We need to navigate it. And then we go, hey, let's jump into Mark chapter five. Pick up where we left last off last week and start working through it together. Mm. And uh, uh, so, I think some people their initial um thought is is that's cold, like like they're it's not relationally warm. Sometimes it feels like like a little bit more institutional than Yeah, but I think what happens is here, here here's what happens. When that when, when when you meet with someone, this is my opinion, when you meet with someone all the time, a, a kid once a week, twice a month or whatever, and it's always centered on what's what you need to talk, what that person needs to talk about, which is good and healthy. Yeah. But when it's always centered on that, what happens is they start to think, my discipleship is about me. But when you say, hey, we're going to on this on God's word and we're going to let God's word speak into your parents' divorce, God's word speak to your tensions at school, God's word speak into your homework life and lack thereof, God's word speak into your sister's relationship, what it then says is my discipleship me being a disciple is centered on God and his teachings and that impacts every part of my life. Mm. And when I think when you see that, when a kid starts seeing that the light bulb goes on and goes, my life is about glorifying God. My life is about knowing him more and, and, and seeing him in these relationships. I, re- I remember a time I was discipling a student and we used to just read books of Then We got into God's word. We started going through Mark together. And at first it was, it felt a little mechanical. And then it started, it started clicking. And you started seeing him talk about his relationship with his sister that was really hard for him. And They were very, they're very different. And you started seeing his need to be gracious to her and kind to her and ask for forgiveness at times because of seeing who Christ was out of the gospel of Mark. And it just made our time even more rich. Do you
0: mean to tell me... That his word doesn't come back void.
1: That's what I'm trying to tell you. Is what I'm trying to do in, in in way more words than that. I was horrible when they said 500 words only in like an essay or something. But that's exactly it. The, yeah. What we say as CTR, Christ the Redeemer Church, is we say God's, wor- God's word does the work. Mm, that's good. Like God's word does the work. So yes, you will have times where you need to give advice. You need to give wisdom. And you hope it's godly. But if you're going to get together for an hour over coffee... I encourage you to try to start practicing getting into God's word with, with your students. You will find it beautiful. And then you get students who get opportunities like at our uh, impact week to actually teach God's word to their, to their peers. And when they start to get how to work through God's word and exposit a little bit and, 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 and get some exegetical tools, you're like that person is learning to teach the authority of Christ to others. And it yeah. just, it, it does something for it. It, it, it gives you, um, it, 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 it's glorifying to God. And, and, and I think it's a beautiful thing. So I think a lot of it has to do with what's your youth ministry night like? Is the pinnacle games? And I still think you need to do games well and have a lot of fun. Is the pinnacle the, the, the music timing? that Everyone looks and goes, that's what they're best at. Yeah, that's, that's the focal point of this ministry. Or do they look at it and go, focal point's God's word. It's the authority of Christ. Bible-based. And therefore, since it's the focal point of that, that also carries into our one-on-one time. Yeah. And so I think you start to see kids pick that up when it's consistent. Mm-hmm. I think they start to pick it up a lot when it's consistent. Um, I'm talking away, though, man. What uh, about you? It, the ball was in your hands.
0: Hand off. Uh, I passed you a
1: basketball. They oh, couldn't see that, though. I was going for the football yeah, grab, yeah. though. I was going for the handoff. So I did win our fantasy sports. game, by the way, just yeah. so everyone knows. Yeah, he it was two weeks ago, buddy, I, I won. I was absolutely destroyed. Jalen Hurts. They
0: also, I'm just going to just gonna casually mention this. They started the, the NFL draft for our fantasy league on Monday night, which is youth group, because they didn't want me to be there.
1: Priorities, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities? Priorities. Uh, I guess my question for you is, like, I I think you know we're on the same page with yeah. with all that. How do you like practically? I think that was your question a little bit to me. Like practically, how do you how do you get kids on mission? Like how how would you lack for lack of a better word? How would you measure that that Oh, this kid is we could tell this kid's on mission.
0: Yeah, I think what I I how I would say all that is done is by by looking at the kids, and I, I first of all I try to give them a calling. Yeah. Remind them of the calling. Remind them of the Matthew passage. Remind yeah. them that you are on mission, and we're all on mission, and you're yeah. not excluded because you're not 18 or older. Like yeah. you think that that is an adult job when it's not. Yeah, it's it's a job that everybody's called to do. So, and then I then break it down and go. The reason it's you're you're overcomplicating it because you like to do that. <laughs> we overcomplicate that as a culture. We it needs more steps than it needs to. When it's honestly, it's a uh, It's you've been given gifts and use those gifts for God's glory. And a lot of this is like they – things we'd like to do is that I go to a school and I – like we used to do this back in the day was I'd show up at a high school or junior high. I'd bring a bunch of French fries and I'd sit down and I'd be like inviting because I'd be eating lunch with these kids And they're friends. And then they're like, oh, there's the youth pastor. I'll know him when I go to youth group. But we don't get to do that these days. This is not only because security for schools are much higher because Mm. of school shootings, but also because of um, COVID restrictions. We just have less less people go into schools. Mm. So I have to now tell these students that you are the ones that are going into the schools, and I am not necessarily allowed to go in them. Mm. So I can create events that you can come to, but guess how you get your friends there? You invite. Mm. And yeah. so do you want your friends to come to know Christ? That's yeah. that's the that's the major key. Like we're not a club. We're here for three reasons. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We want to know Jesus. We want to grow in relationship with Jesus, and we want to show Jesus. So that
1: that's the mission right that's there. That's the mission yeah.
0: because as you go and show, those kids will want to know and then they'll grow and they'll show so that they yeah. come to know. Yeah. It the whole point of the no growth show saying is a perpetuating system it's a reverse crazy cycle Mm -hmm. essentially uh, um, from love and respect there's there's the crazy cycle of i don't feel loved i don't feel respected but you can reverse that cycle but that takes work and effort through the calling and strength by lord jesus christ we are able to then outdo one another in love yeah. And so when I have students who are going out and I, I'm i like, I want you to go out and identify one person. And we'll do this at youth group. We did this a, a little while ago where I we did a prayer part during the sermon where I was like, all right, we're all going to pray. And and we're going. I want you guys to we are. And I'd already established like you I, like how God communicates with you. We did a prayer thing where it's like, all right, we're gonna pray for somebody. And now, okay, while you're sitting there, let's, I, let's let have ask the Lord to guide us for somebody to pray for, and you'll see like a name or a picture in your head or. you have a leaning towards somebody And then I'm like right, stop You just heard from God And people Like I had one kid In the back of the room Going like His jaw was on the ground His eyes were this huge Like I just heard from Jesus (laughs) that was weird And I never thought It would be like that And so Then we kind of carried that And was like Now He
1: sounds like a Simpsons character But yeah That's right (laughs) That's
0: exactly what uh, And then We uh, This kid's probably The kid sounds like like, A Simpsons character He he probably is a Simpsons character Uh, But He (laughs) But then the next a uh, few weeks later we talked about like or we already know we already established that God communicates to us. Let's now go out into the world and look mm-hmm. like how what's one person that I can just go show Jesus to? Cuz we're talking about how do I practically go do this? Cuz we were already mm-hmm. the whole we've been on a series talking about practical faith. And and the whole point is everybody's overthinking everything. Mm-hmm. Stop. Yeah. Let God use you to be able to do the thing that God has called you to do. He's already put as scripture says, he's put good works in front of you so that you can walk into them. You just need to have your eyes open so for that when the moment comes, you can do the thing. Right, right, right. So it's I guess it's like to to how do I practically set up my kids for success? Yeah. It's to give them reasonable expectations for mission. It's yeah. it's to go you're overthinking this, a B, you're not excluded from this. And C, you can do this. Yeah. And so it's not... It's it's like I have sat down with a kid recently and we talked about like... He's like, I don't know what to do with my future. I don't know what to do in school. And I love these conversations because yeah. it always leads back to like spiritual giftings and, and leanings. And so it's like, what do you like to do? Well, I um. like music. All right, cool. Then... Uh, what do you feel like God has called you to do? Oh, I don't know. I just like I like music, I like worshiping, I like all right, then that like is not like that's something you can use for God's glory and his kingdom. We're trying to find your position in the first Corinthians twelve church. Yeah. And so that's where you can serve is like go serve in sound tech so you can learn the sound tech side of it. Mm. Then you can also serve in worship arts to to do the worship thing. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at how well-rounded this is. You also like to encourage the believers using your music. So have that as an, like when you're hanging out with your friends, you can just play music with them. Yeah. But you know, don't be that Chad who brings a guitar and plays his own music by himself every single time. Yeah. But like, if, if you're just like, Hey, I want to go up on uh, like, st- like bring your friends and go, Hey, I want to go worship on Mount Spokane later this week. Does anybody want to come? Uh, like, and you lead it. Like, that's not that hard to put together, yeah. and then everybody invites their friends, and you're going to end up inviting friends yeah. that are your friends that aren't believers, yeah. and you're just like, hey, this might be weird for you, yeah. but I'd love for you to come if you just want to experience this. And
1: like, that is super huge! Well, I, I think what's cool is, is is there's two things happening. Like, you're saying kind of two things. We've been saying kind of two things here. One is there is the proactive, um, making the disciples, sitting down, teaching God's Word. That's a form of being on mission. Another form of being on mission is what Christ said he came to do, which is to serve, right? He came to serve. And so you have that servant's heart that's on mission as well, right? Uh, And I think one of the ways you build that into a kid's life is giving them outlets and opportunities to serve. If most of your events, in in my first five years, I'd say I really struggled with this. It was something that kept, every year I was putting a calendar together, it was like, where's the serving time? Where's the time to serve? And so we started doing mission trips where it's like we're gonna to go to like domestic mission trips, we're gonna to go to Chicago and we're gonna serve. Well then COVID said, No, you're not. <laughs> and so we we created what we call Impact Week is where we do a missions trip in the West Central neighborhood where our church is located. Mm. And what's been crazy, man, is we have seen this is the second year we did it this past summer, and we saw the kids pick up the the idea that we're here to be on mission both proclaiming the gospel, there's some relational mission serving serving time, and then also in our humble serving, which is going through West Central, picking up trash. We're, we're going to do both those kind of things. And the kids within like day two picked up, that's what we're about. We're about serving and proclaiming the gospel. The first year it took about day three or four for them to finally see that's what we're about. And what happened is we then kicked off our, school year for, with the back-to-school barbecue, and the kids had built this community based on mission that you saw them come to each other but then also bring in new people. So incoming sixth grader, sixth graders, new high school students, new families, they brought them in. Sometimes they needed encouraged. Like, hey, some of those kids are sitting by themselves. You want to try to... They'd be like, yeah, I'm on it. And they'd bring them in, and they want... like A couple of people that, that uh, were there are from completely different religious backgrounds confessing different religious backgrounds, right? And they wanted to be there because they felt so loved and welcomed by our youth students. At this family camp they were at before, and they were like, but we want to come to your youth group now because they felt so loved and welcomed because those kids have had an opportunity now to be on mission with each other practically. It's almost as if like the Word of God
0: is is encouraging loving inviting like that's that's like how it's supposed they will know you by our, your love
1: by your love yeah
0: and like they won't know you by your angry Facebook posts or how you retweet well they might know you by that
1: but that doesn't mean that, doesn't that mean they, they, they want know. to be around you exactly
0: <laughs> but that's that's literally like that's it, it, there was a um I think it was a book called uh Jesus loves you this I know or it was uh Jesus loves porn stars but it was by Craig Gross and it's a it was a great book about yeah, yeah, yeah. um Triple X Church. Yeah Triple X Church. And and the guy talked about how he, he him and his organization went to a gay pride parade. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the gay pride parade they were just handing out water and telling everybody hey Jesus loves you. You right. know they're not right. edifying their position they're just loving. Because yeah. I think a lot of us think there's a difference between, or don't think there's a difference between love and, uh, and acceptance. Like we there's yeah. I I love you. Yeah. It doesn't mean I agree with you. Yeah. And I think there's we need to make a distinguishing factor there. And this is what that that organization is doing is like it's hot out here. There it's like the middle of the summer. It's like a hundred degrees outside. Here's some water. Like, yeah. let me love you in the name of Jesus. And then there was a big old truck that pulled up and said, it, and the guy never got out of his AC, you know, uh, in his truck. And it just a big sign in the back that said, y'all going to hell. Yeah. And, and there was this, uh, the, Craig talks about how there was this, uh, lesbian couple sitting there. And at the end of the parade, they were like, I like your Jesus. I don't yeah. like their Jesus. That yeah. guy's Jesus. And it's yeah. like, well, they're the same Jesus. Like, but there's two different ways of communicating what's going on here. Yeah. Like, I love you, and he loves you so much that he wanted to die for you. Yeah. And that he, like, my job isn't to pull the weeds or the rocks out of your life. Yeah. I got a log in my own eye. Right. And I, and all I got, all I can tell you is that I'm broken, but I know somebody who can repair me. Yeah. I know somebody who can put me together. I know somebody who can carry me through the hard times and all the brokenness we've all shared. And I've got my own sin i got to deal with. And that's what I'm trying to tell you is that like as refreshing as this water could be to my soul, to me physically, I know a living water to to go back to the story of the woman at the well. That will never – that will quench your thirst of life. What you've been seeking and trying to fill yourself with, I know what this is. And that's what I'm telling my students to go do. Go out to Taco Bell and tell your friends while you're working like – Hey, how can I be praying for you? You just look like you're having a hard time. Yeah. When you're out there at school and you know that that kid, your friend's going through, you know, some suicidal thoughts, so you'd be like, Hey, I think you have value. Yeah. I see value in you because yeah. I love being your friend. Yeah. And like being that person that's just different, like just just the mere fact that you're just not swearing like everybody else yeah. will be noticed. Right.
1: Hundred percent right. guaranteed. Well, and and I think what what we're what we're getting at here is. This is a this is a heart motive. This is a this is a I've been saved by the gracious Redeemer through His life, death, and resurrection, and I want you to know this. I want you to not only know it, I want you to feel it. I want you to know like like sometimes that the age old phrase of like um give them Jesus and sometimes use words yeah. is, is is a little contradicting to what is taught here. Yeah, 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 and and but I I get what they're trying to say. I think it's a both hand. Your words have got—people your people know words have meaning. Mm-hmm. So your words have to be able to accomplish what Matthew 28 is saying. And your actions at the back of your, your words. And your actions have to follow that, right? And th- th- that's what the book of James is all about, right? Yep, like your yep. faith and your actions marrying together to reveal Christ. And so um, I think what we're getting at is what's the—one of the best ways you can make disciples who are striving to make disciples is giving them opportunities— to learn how to serve in the name of Christ and proclaim the name of Christ, while you're observing, and this is the parents too. Mm-hmm. Like parents, if if you, we, I think Ian and I would both agree, kids are watching you. That that parents are the primary disciple makers. Yeah, yep. You have the most influence. It, it still shows today. Doesn't matter with the social media. Doesn't matter with, uh, you know, college rates being higher. Whatever, parents still have the highest influence in their kids' lives. If you, it, it, they, they, they listen to what you say, they watch what you do, they watch how serious you take the faith. It's Kara Powell, uh, her, her book with Chap Clark, I think it's Dr. Kara Powell, Dr. Chap Clark, um, out of Fuller Institute, Fuller Youth Institute, in their book Sticky Faith, they have a chapter on it called Sticky Justice. They kind of use the word justice and serving kind of as synonyms there. And um, But they uh, they walk through the idea that you want to see your kids be on mission, You want to see your kids have servants' hearts? Take opportunities to serve with them. Like, if your kids want to go on a missions trip to Africa, if your kids want to go serve at a soup kitchen, take the opportunity to do it with them. Now, sometimes they tell their story, your kid's going to want you to give them space. Like, yeah, you can come. Give me my space. But go. Watch them. Observe them. Watch what they're learning. Watch how they're learning to communicate the gospel messages. Watch them learn how to serve, even like even though it's 110 degrees outside and we're picking up trash. How is this to the glory of Christ? Walk through that with them. And sometimes you're just listening to them. Sometimes you're just observing them, but they're also observing you and seeing, my parents take this serious. Yep. They're, they're not just mad because, you know, there's this agenda out in the culture that's against their Christian values. they'll go out and they go. No, we want the world to see Christ. And that motivates them. So it's not just on the youth ministry to be setting up, you know, impact weeks where they're serving for four days straight or going to work crew and 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 serving behind the scenes at at a kit at a camp or, you know, going, you know, door to door, you know, trying to talk to people either about Jesus or about, you know, this event that we're gonna have. It's not just that. It's the parents being proactive in their family life going. How are we on mission as a family? Mm-hmm. How are we on mission to make disciples who make disciples? Yeah. How are we equipping our, stu- our our kids, our teenagers, our gifts from God himself to proclaim his gospel message? Um, are we proclaiming it to them at the dinner table? Are we proclaiming it to them after we've messed up? I mean, I, I'll tell you what's crazy, man. You want to proclaim the gospel message to a kid, to your own teenager? To your own child, come ask for forgiveness after you overstepped, you know, or or, 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 or you or you lost your temper with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what, man? I I, I need to ask for forgiveness. You know, you can start doing they that with be little awestruck. kids, right?
0: Struck, they will be
1: struck. Like like you can start doing that with little kids, where you go, you you know why you're getting this discipline? Because we all mess up, and we not only need to ask forgiveness from your little sister for you yelling at them, calling them that mean name. We also need to ask forgiveness from God for that, you know. And I have to do that. I have to do that a lot, you know. Like so. So teaching them that need for forgiveness, teaching them that need for mercy, and as they get older, you know, walking them through of like, hey, when 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 I yelled at you and I, I actually called you that name I shouldn't have, you know what? You're you you bear the image of Christ of of, of God. Mm-hmm. You are an image bearer, and I need all that. So I need forgiveness from God. I need forgiveness from you, and that's the beauty is. God's faithful to forgive us, like First John says, through through those who confess their sins through His Son, Christ Jesus. And so we're saying a lot, but, but really the end of the day is, you want to see your kids on mission? What does your youth ministry look like? Is it centered on God's Word? Are you trying to accomplish the Great Commission in your large group setting and also in your one-on-one time, teaching them to, how does he say it again? Uh, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Are you teaching them His Word? Uh, is it centered on his word and are you giving them ample opportunities to go and proclaim the gospel both through words and through actions
0: mm. guys some people's
1: kids youth pastors dude ordering best, with other youth pastors. best birthday card I ever got that had a little bit of money in it you want to know what it was what it's from my aunt Mel shout out to my aunt Mel it had a $5 gift card to McDonald's and she said happy birthday have a like a, a Big Mac on me. Hope you remember the times going to McDonald's with us. My favorite moments, we go sledding as kids. We go sledding with my cousins. And then we go to McDonald's with my Aunt Mel and we just have, you know, a Happy Meal with French fries. We do that. I just remember that being a highlight. I went by myself, got a Big Mac, french fries and it was the best birthday gift it's one, of one of the, the best i've ever When What is like a Love throwback? It. One
0: of my favorite gifts was when i when Jess and i got married. A friend of mine Scott Euler, shout out Scott. I I know Scott, we played yeah, flag football together. Yeah, Scott Euler got my wife and i nerf guns. Yeah, He said for your first fight.
1: And i was like this is so thoughtful. <laughs> They're still locked and loaded. We've never fought. We've never um, we never battled. Hey guys, them. we you know if if you value this, we value doing this, but if you value this, please like subscribe share leave a review if you think i sound bald and if you think ian sounds like he's got an amazing beard let us know that um we'd love to hear feedback if you've got what what how do you get kids on mission what does it look like for you what are some other passages maybe we're not thinking of um that would be great to help get kids on mission
0: yep guys we'll see you in two more weeks thank you guys so much for listening to some people's kids please leave a review and share these with your friends we love you guys so much See you next. Talk to you later. See you in two weeks.